Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 97. Today's episode is another installment of our series, Cruise Control, set in the Star Wars universe between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. It is played using Fantasy Flight Games, Star Wars, and Genesis role-playing materials, and the Mythic GM emulator. This is scene 19. JT sets up an intervention activity on Naboo for the Moth. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Scene 19. Scene set up. We need to discuss what is the current chaos level. Be like it went up there. You think so? He did not get caught, but he also... I got information I didn't get caught. But he's in a very tight spot, being literally holed up inside the (laughs) device, hoping there would be an opportunity for him to break out. Okay, fine. Don't worry, GT, I'm sure he'll bring the chaos back down. We'll see. Alright, Gala schmoozing. What exactly is your goal? Is your goal to, like, essentially schedule an intervention? That would be good. I think get them off to agree to something, like, oh, maybe a retreat on Naboo would be good, like, exact details to be determined. Okay, but get them off to agree to something that will ultimately be the intervention. Yes, I think that is the goal here. So get Moth buy-in. And then you will need to roll a d10 to see if there's an interrupt. Red seven. Seven. I rolled a one. A one is an altered scene. And typically we handle that by rolling... On the magic table? Yep. First of all, I roll an 11. Rip, 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 rip. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so this is an NPC action. Okay, and then there's also going to be another interrupt. Would you like an event focus for that? I would like an event focus for that, yes. 44. <laughs> Move toward a thread. Ooh. How many threads have we got here? Three. Although, one of those threads is Throw the Gala, and that's kind of going on right that is, now. That is check. So what are the two other threads? The two remaining threads are Stage a Moth Intervention okay. and Learn What the Moth's Met About. Those are like the okay. two main yeah, yeah, yeah. things on Ravel. So whatever you do So evens here, are the first one. I got odds. So Learn What the Moth's Met About. So that interrupt is related to Joe's yes. side of things. But the event focus for that was 44, which triggers yet another interrupt. And let's find out what the focus of that interrupt is. 82. Formerly ambiguous event. Now introduced equipment, tech, slash environment. That seems to me to fit best with the show side of things. Yes, that could be something about Naboo as well. And since I was looking to see whether there was anything he could grab that would provide further evidence. So you think some of these will affect shows? Next scene, not necessarily this scene. Yeah, I think using our powers of logical application of this. Yes. But now, for all of those interrupts we just rolled, we generally do an action and a subject to help us have ideas. All right. The first one. Action 71. A trick. Subject 33. Lies. Also, that is 33. That is another double. Okay. This is like the GM plotting out what's going to happen. Return to the event focus table. Yes, please. 78 which is another introduced equipment or technology or environment. Okay. So our first interrupt was an NPC action, trick and lies. We should 
roll for the NPC. Yes. How many NPCs do we got? Right now, we're sporting 21 NPCs, some of whom are more relevant than others, but... Who's the least relevant on that list? Oh, so you can roll D20. Well, that was roll D20. Probably the Opana family, who are number 21 on this list. Okay. They are here, but... We had previously removed them from the list, but I added them back because they're here. Like, are NPCs such as JT's girlfriend still on this list that are not... This is not JT's private list. Okay. Valissa is on this list, but Mancy well, is not. Okay. Sorry, Opana family. You've been cut from the story. Tell me about number 12. Valissa. Okay. Perhaps a force vision of some kind is coming. Interesting. And the meeting roll was trick and lies. All right. We've got far more things for you to roll. Next one. We need an action and a subject. This is related to moving toward Joe's threat of finding out what the meat about. Action! 44! Release! Triggers. Let me get the subject, but then we can trigger the next other event. Subject 91, weapons. That sounds like I'm going to steal one of these devices. And we have a new, so we keep recursing, Yep. event focus. 100, which is above the threshold, so it does not trigger another one. NPC, positive. Which NPC? Number 12. Something good for Valissa. <laughs> oh, look, Valissa, you're dead, but it's going to be great for you. Your legacy lives on, though the rest of the Jedi don't, so I guess you did something right. Action 41, expose. Subject 30, possessions. I got more, I presume. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have two more action subject sets to do. Action 58, betray. Subject, 47, attention. One more action. Subject, 7, violate. Subject, 52, dispute. <laughs> How many events do we have here? Four? We have the scene, JT's upcoming scene, which is altered, but then that triggered four other interrupts. Remind me what the alteration was. The alteration that we rolled was NPC action, Valissa, trick, and lies was to help give us guidance. But really, whatever seems reasonable. Right. So something Valissa-ish is going to be changing your talking with the Imperials. Yes. And you are currently wearing the Valissa pendant as a lovely necklace. Very much so. Okay. What are, what are the other events that are here? Some of those are going to pain forward to Cho, right? Yes. And these are interrupts. So this could be like... Informing, like, when does Renault leave the table? When does that call come in? Right. One of those interrupts was moving towards the threat of finding out what the Moths met about. So JT might overhear something at the Imperial table when Renault gets up to go do stuff. The cues on that were release and weapons. So that could go multiple ways, but if they do have some sort of secret weapon type thing, I don't know. I mean, they got these Jedi hunting weapons, so... It might be related to that. Yes. It may be that they have something that they end up turning on, but it's definitely not killer robots. Yes. Another interrupt was the gear tech environment. Expose possessions. So if they do turn on something, it might make too much of a stir, and yes. more people might find out about it than they intended. That is possible. There was another gear tech environmental interrupt, and that one was betray attention. Which kind of fits with exposed possessions. In some ways, yes. I see Renault getting frustrated that they're not seeing anything and they try something experimental. If he's worried that there's like a Jedi around or something, things I mean, could... Renault, that's the only way something could have... Like, how could he have survived... Only a Jedi could have survived the... 
Like we know Leia does it later, so clearly that's what happened. And thus champions the reputation of being a Jedi. And meanwhile, he doesn't even know what a lightsaber is. And then the last interrupt was NPC positive, Valissa, and we will violate and dispute. I'm not sure how to interpret something positive happening for a character who's a Force ghost. Yeah. There is, and this has nothing to do with violate or dispute, but Kralani, we know, is going to have some sort of force vision at some point here. That's and JT true. is the one who is wearing a force talisman. Kralani yes. and JT, neither of them know that the other is force sensitive. Yes, that is correct. So these are all the things that just got thrown at the wall. Yes. Some of them may stick and some of them may not. That's very true. So a possibility that occurs to me is at some point when JT is schmoozing, talking, she like speaks with the voice of Valissa. It is her demeanor. Oh, she channels Valissa? In a perhaps unintentional manner. Like if it were a dark thing, you're like, oh, it'd be possession. But I don't think that's what it is. I think it's more an invitation. Okay. That covers the trick and lies. Yes. Because for a moment, it won't really be JT. Okay. I found, like, a place on Naboo that I think would be good for these okay. things to happen, but it's not anything that JT would know. Right. But if these words are given to JT by the Force... Just the will of the Force, you know? Yeah. So that's a way we could do that. Okay. We'd like to start in the gala. Yeah. We are starting your scene in the gala, where you are going to go schmooze over by the moth's table. I guess we're going straight there, then. Well, the captain is seated at that table. Oh, okay, like, I didn't realize that. Then yes, then everyone she intends to talk to in the scene is right there. Is the captain there, or should be all be there? Yeah, if you want to have private conversations with some of them, you could do that, or you can have a more broad Maybe at some point, but probably not initially. Okay. Chichi takes a big deep breath, and then goes over to the imperial table. Doesn't bring her milkshake with her? No, she finishes it. Oh, she downs the whole thing. Maybe a little bit of brain freeze. Are her lips blue? Yeah, she has blue lipstick. Oh, <laughs> so not from, like, the cold of the milkshake. Uh, that's probably just a stylistic thing, I don't think. Everyone's lips on Christophsis are <laughs> color-coordinated. No, no, it's fine if you have blue lipstick. Yeah. That's the least unusual thing about her. Uh, yes. So I just, ah, Saturday. It's like, okay. And she just strikes over. Okay. I think she would say hello to Ursa first, because she knows Ursa the best. That's true. JT hasn't really met the captain. Why, thank you for coming, stranger. More tricks I mean, she's met them all, but... Not the captain, though. No. You approach the table, Ursa stands to shake your hand and greet you. Yes. A vigorous shake. Ursa will introduce you to the table. This is, of course, Moff Panaka. Moff Panaka, you recall, died, has a... And this is a... Sergeant or lieutenant now? We have to decide. Renault is at the table. He's about to be introduced. I think Ursa Dial like pauses for a moment. Which what's like when you get appointed, but it's like in the middle of a military action and it's not. So there's else. like field appointment and the Navy specifically calls it frocking. Okay. Where like you get to wear that rank, but you don't get that pay yet. Right. I think that is what's happening. Ursa pauses for a second because like she's seen some of the paperwork, but it's like what hasn't officially come through. And the moth interjects, "This is Lieutenant Renault." Yes. And they, mm, sits up straight at that. Yep. Like, he, he probably heard it was coming, but uh, the first official, the moth says it, it's true. Yep. And um, some other functionaries she introduces. Yep. And then, of course, you are familiar with Captain Rowan. I don't think we've had the opportunity to meet yet, but it's but so I know, good. I've seen the posters. 
<laughs> yeah, I've seen the poster. I haven't had a chance to check out your museum yet. I understand it's well acquainted. Well, uh, like most of the ship right now, it's, uh, it's under some repairs, but uh, well, as soon as it opens, I'm sure we'll, we'll get you up there. There's a lovely, lovely party you're throwing here. It really, really puts this part of the dame in a whole new light. Yeah, no, the space actually ended up working out really well. It's got really high ceilings, good space. I hope all of you are having a good time. It's a crazy, crazy trip. I just, are all of your people okay? And she'll like, I think she's asking that to Ursa. Are all of your people okay after the, the maelstrom? There must have been casualties. Yes. But the Empire will not admit weakness. The Empire endures or something. So uh, her answer is simply to like brush off the, the question, like politely, you know, like you yeah. ask a polite question, she provides a polite answer of, of course, we're all fine. Yes. Well, I'm so glad you could make, I'm so glad we could work a space sharing agreement out that worked out really well. <laughs> well, we, um, we found a place to, to store our other materials. That's so great. This ship is so big, you know, there's so many nooks and crannies of places. It's like, there's so much more stuff than you can do. I guess, how have you been feeling? All of, like, I know Ursula, you've been meditating, I know Captain, you're busy working. Uh, perhaps, Mothpanaka, what have you been enjoying on this trip? Still some positive feelings. I hope you've had a chance to relax. What has he been enjoying on this trip? Or has he, maybe he's been enjoying almost like looking forward to like, I have a tool now, I have, I don't know if that's yeah, true. Yeah, but what, is, what answer is he going to provide here? Because his previous interaction with you, he was clearly focused on like things of importance to the Empire and priorities and things like that. Yes. So I think his answer will be that he has not spent any time partaking of any of the ship's many distractions. It is the absence of distraction that he has enjoyed most here, being able to, to concentrate away oh. from the hubbub of planetary governance. Yeah, that makes sense of it. Naboo is also a very busy place, but I've, I've heard so much about it, I've never been from the vistas I've heard of. It's very gorgeous. Is there nowhere on but N Naboo that you can try to, I to find? I need to make a charm check. Like, where where do you find Solus on planet side? I guess is what she wants to say. Probably from coming from JT, it's like, oh, that's like probably nothing compares to like the pristine serenity that is Naboo. Uh, maybe one day I'll be able to check out. Is there where on the boo should I definitely? What is the most visit? pristine part? Yeah, to just relax, breathe it in. And moths. Moths are really hard. What's the situation? You're charming. I'm charming. Three reds and a purple. You have no story. Curse <laughs> you, Joe. Do you wish to use the Bellis's house? You know what? This is a good place. Which means I'm not exactly doing a charm check. He does have adversary one. So I am adjusting emotions, I think. Not trying to cause him any strain, but that will be a side effect, unfortunately for him. Do you want to handle this as a social combat? It would give us an end point. It would give us an end point, so yes, we should just do that. Did you roll to recover strain from your last encounter? I did not. I should do that. I am fully recovered, with four successes and a triumph on that cool check to recover. You can upgrade your role that you're doing right now. I think Because you is. are so in the zone. In the zone, schmoozing. And Very you cool. have Bellis Ascendant. What is the mechanical effect of that here? That adds a success. That adds a success. And I can decide that after the fact? Yes. Right, so, okay. so if I'm at zero, it makes sense. Yes. 
Two success, but two threat. And that cost me two strength. So you had successes? What are you doing? I am adjusting his emotions. Mechanically, I'll get a blue die for the rest of the encounter. Ah, interacting okay. with him. But towards that, since he said he was looking for places he could concentrate free of distractions, I will try to adjust more towards meditative state of mind. More reflective? Reflective, I think, is probably a good way to put it. Okay. And do you want to decide when Velisa speaks through JT, or do you want me to decide that? I think the first one of us to decide that happens now is when it happens. Or if you feel like you've got a thing in mind, then you can take it. I don't know when that would necessarily happen. Well, the thing that she will take you over to say is like an actual location on Naboo where it would be best for oh, so him like, to go on retreat. JT's asking these questions and maybe they're just, hmm, he's thinking, not really giving a, a clean response. And I think like his, his first answers would be like, well, the emperor has his own retreat on Naboo, which is a place like that the emperor goes to. But it's not open to moths. Reflect and, you know, and enjoy the serenity of the planet. Right. Panaka is a strong, staunch supporter of the Emperor. Yep. So he deflectively answers the question by, like, talking about a nice, calm place on the Vu and talking about the Emperor. And Very well played. Meanwhile, like, anger seethes within Panaka. <laughs> but you did push him towards reflective I'm Thinking stuff. about reflective things. And you know what? Thinking about Palpatine is what we wanted to start to set. Remember him when he was Senator Palpatine? Okay, then I think it makes sense that... Valesa can take over as of, oh, I've heard of. Okay. So Valesa has heard of some ancient ruins in the Leonorm Swamp on the edge of Lake Ponga. In our story, Lake Ponga is where the drilling yes. is going on and where there's been some of the unrest. Yes. But there is ancient ruins, ancient even to the Gungans, in Leonorm Swamp. And so the voices... For someone who knows JT very well, it sounds very unusual. Like I think, like more cultured. Cultured, like less, is it cultured? Or is it just archaic? Less scattered. Less scattered. It is very direct. Yes, that perhaps Leonorm Swamp on the edge of Lake Ponga would make a a reflective place to visit. I don't know if you've been there. And Ursa Deal would cut in at this point in support of JT, like to put a spin on it that will make that. Not as connected to the not as tragic a, events going on there right now. Not as a potentially divisive a topic. Yep. So Ursa is going to take a turn on your side of this good. social combat. And Ursa will say like, oh, you remember that location, Moth Panaka? That was where the first treaty between the Gungans and the Royal House of Naboo was signed. Almost 50 years ago or so at this point, maybe? Uh, no, wait. Not 50 years. It was slightly more than 30 years ago. It was oh, it's that recent though. 32 before the Battle of Yavin. Okay. Queen Amidala and Boss Ness. It is an event from the Phantom Menace. Okay, I didn't realize that. That was the first peace treaty between Gungans and the humans of Naboo. Wow. But that was while Panaka Like, was... he was literally there. I don't think he was personally there. Okay. He may have been... I couldn't find a screenshot of it, but he was the chief of... Security force. Of her security force. So he may have, like, already headed somewhere else to, like, begin the assault on Theed or whatever, um, since she was there in disguise. Okay. But anyway, it's like nudging him back to, like, the good old days of Naboo, before you were crazy, Moff. 
gentle nudge. Yeah, so she's going to make a check. Okay. She is very charming. I think she gets a blue die for interacting with the moth in general, since that is literally her profession. Since moth handler is her job? Yes. He's still prickly, though. I think she should benefit from the blue die that JT used her force powers for, because that affects the moth's state of mind. Oh, Not okay. necessarily just, oh, it's a connection with JT. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll take it. We're going to fail with three threats and a triumph. So we can learn something more about the moth, perhaps. But I think the moth is getting a boost on his next roll. What do we want to do with these threats? I think those are the boosts. GT had threats on her last roll. Uh, so I think the, the moth should get an upgrade and a blue die. Ooh, that's a lot. Well, how charming is the moth? Excuse me, how coercive is the moth? The moth's coercion is four, with a will of four. Oh. I don't even have that many red dice. This is why I was letting Ursa play. That's okay. Ursa. Those are yellow dice in that situation. Okay, but there was a triumph. There was a triumph. So he's reflective, but her smooth talking did not work there. Right. Is he going to switch to coercion? Like, is he going to use coercion in this context? You're at Afghansi Gala. There's other guests here. The captain I, of the ship is here. It's not like he's threatening JT's life necessarily, but it might be a, like, Naboo's affairs, a permitted aside. I don't need input from. Uh, Trying to think of an appropriate derogatory name for JT. Oh, Wolders? But you weren't really prying into the affairs of Naboo. You were complimenting it and talking about it. I was, but like I suggested a specific oh, place yeah, yeah. as though where I was Valisa in that yeah. context. Well, I'll make his coercion roll, and then we'll see what he says. It's going to be two reds and a purple. What is the story point situation? All GM side. Okay, then. Which is rough when the... The moth. Like, I don't really need the moth to be even more coercive. Yep. And he got an upgrade and a blue die. Alright, but your side also could have an upgrade because there was a triumph rolled on her. There was a triumph, so let's do that, yeah. And, yeah. I don't have clever retort. I do have clever retort! I use clever retort. (laughs) Add two threats to whatever he has. He succeeds, so you are taking three strain. Okay. He has one advantage. After subtract two threats? Yes. Okay. So he's going to heal his one strain. And he also has a despair. Ooh. Now, I believe you already know that the moth is an angry man. I do know that. Are there other things that you want to know about him? Like, so you can play into them? Doesn't necessarily have to be knowing about him. Like, in this context, it might be he goes a little too far. Like, he does, he loses control of an anger, his anger a little bit. And so, like, you'll take an upgrade on what you I'll, do? And so JT will take an upgrade on what she does, because, like, that's a social faux pas. Like, even though, yes, he's the most important person, like, other people around here, like, it's a little on edge. Like, he's a little... You're at a party. You're at a party here. You're, like, you're not... I understand that, you know, a week ago when you were interrogating this, <laughs> this woman in here, you could do that. Okay. So... I think he, like, snaps at Ursa Deal, and he's like, yes, I know what the Gungan sacred place is. Well, now JT feels bad if he snapped at Ursa. And he says to you, like, very snappishly, like, there's plenty of places on it, but I can relax <laughs> in a way that implies that clearly he doesn't. I think JT, her clever retort is like, how about a tour then? On several. As though she's going to join. <laughs> Not necessarily that she's joining along, but she's just immediately suggesting an event. Okay. That's the retort. You're like, I'm an event planner. I'm free after this cruise. Okay, that's your retort. All right. What's your next ploy here? 
I want to try to frame a negotiation role, because I assume NPCs are bad in negotiation. Do you want to benefit from collaboration with other NPCs? I think collaborating with Ursa makes sense. There's like Ursa's here, the captain is also here. And, and part of, like, JT wanted to get the captain here. Get him like, on his side. Because he's of somebody of, you know... Social status. But he's also a little bit of a buffoon. Now, he wants everybody to have a good time. And this gala... This gala's a good time. It's a great time. Mm, Don't true. sell yourself short, young lady. Thank you. She still gets young lady when she's, like, 34. <laughs> okay. He didn't call you a girl. No. I think... He will, the captain will like wax on about an early part of his career in which he was not operating on a spacefaring vessel, but like a skiff of some sort. Oh, wow. He's, he's climbed that. Well, you know, he, he started in steward level and things like that. And before, you know, you can become captain of a ship of this size. Like, right. So it was some sort of like, I'm picturing like Java sandbarge, but like not over a, a desert planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An open air thing. And they, Over a nice temperate world. Yeah, so he like he talks on about how like oh that sort of a vessel would be appropriate for Naboo's climate and terrain. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like what is, what do I even have to offer them off that in you exchange could to like oh for him to take me on a tour of this. You could inquire about like like you appreciate that he's come to your gala on your specific charity, but like what other humanitarian interests does he have like. That are, because, like, specific to Naboo, perhaps. Because, you know, you you have, like, event planning skills and things like that. Okay, I think that that makes sense. Like, GT is raising this as a way to pay back them off. Like, really appreciate you were able to come to Scala, especially your busy schedule. And is there anything I can do for you? Uh, like, maybe on Naboo, like, I should be free after this. Uh, I don't know, maybe we can visit some of these places, or if there's things you need organized there. Sometimes it's helpful to have another person's eyes look at something uh, when you haven't... To get a different perspective on things. So I think that is what JT will offer. They'll plant the idea more than anything else. Okay. So this will be negotiate. So you can have a blue die from the captain. Okay. And you had an upgrade from this despair. That's right. I have a blue die from adjusting his emotions. And moths don't negotiate with terrorists or anybody else. Apparently. I mean, that's perfect. So, difficulty would be four purples, but I'm going to spend a story point to free them from captivity. Okay. Three purples and red. It is two greens, two yellows, and two blues. I don't think you hit any of his points. No. I have to remember I have sense advantage that I can add two setback dice to one of his checks. Oh. Once per session. Five successes, one threat. Five successes. Bam, bam. That's what I needed. So I think JT even, like, almost starts planning it right there. You said there's several places, so, you know, we'll pick, like, your top five places, and maybe we'll culminate at this swamp. Because, uh, like, JT is almost herself forgot the name because of Alyssa. It, like, vaguely occurs to her that, like, she said that, but, like, but, how do I know But that? it's kind of like, oh, Ursa mentioned this thing. That is, kind of like... yeah. Uh, maybe we'll culminate, uh, stop there. And it's, like, at each step we can try to figure out, like, what is one more humanitarian effort that I can assist with, help kickstart, work with people, organize them. Uh, that might be a really great thing to do. I don't know if there's just helping people. I understand that even before the Clone Wars, uh, Naboo had to deal with uh, certain issues. She's not going to break up Trade Federation. That's a little <laughs> too close to home for her. <laughs> or other like environmental issues, since it is a pristine planet. Or just, you know, uh, just 
remembering the the times when you know the emperor was was able to be on Naboo more regularly. I understand he's a very very busy man, so just remembering those times when he could use like his retreat then. Why don't you roll another blue die and see what it says? Okay. One advantage. Okay. So that canceled out. Cancel out a threat. Yeah, just because tying in the emperor that way does appeal to his idealism in the empire. Yeah. I do not have second wind. I thought I did. Ah, uh, you too do not have second wind. Ha mm, ha. Yeah. You know, I bet Kalani does. She just doesn't get winded in the first place. Okay. At what point in this conversation does Renault get, or I, does the Moth get a call, or does Ursa get the call? I don't think the Moth gets a call directly. Right. From some flunky. I think Ursa probably gets a call. Okay. And to her, it's like, what is this report? But like, Bruno like probably overhears it, and he will step up and like miss a request to deal with this personally. I think Ursa doesn't see it as suspicious. Yeah, to her, it's just like they're missing a report. Like, I'll, I can deal with this later. Like, the guy's job was to clean up the room. It's probably under the bed somewhere. But Renault is not willing to just dismiss it. No, and he's like crew member, some alien. He's seen conspiracies, perhaps where there aren't, but there really are. I think the the captain um, offers assurances that you know, like all <laughs> all mutineers have been rounded up. And... Yeah, yes, because like the captain views it as like as a mutiny issue versus like a oh somebody's in your moth stuff issue. Right, and I think maybe this happens while JT is talking closely with the moths. Like the moth is one; he's this is a detail beneath him. Yeah, and you're engaging him, so yeah, it's not really of concern to him. But else, further around the table, this... Yeah, this but no insists on... And at that point, Ursa's like, you're not actually on duty, Renault. And then he's like, well, then I don't have to be here right now. I'm going to go take a walk. Maybe relax somewhere. I was thinking, it was like, an officer is always on duty, ma'am. <laughs> okay, he's your character. <laughs> that was good. Your yours was very good, too. I think she probably said, just like, just take a walk, relax. Yes, breathe deeply. And he'll insist that he's on duty, yeah. Yes. And we'll say that Kalani at least notices this. Yep. And that's, that's somewhat alarming. Okay. So you just did a volley. What is the moth's response to your frivolous ideas? Um, is it like he doesn't have time I think, for these things? No, I think this will be like a negotiation back. Okay. And I think... It's good that you appreciate, like, once again, you have taken up his precious time, like the gala has. Yes. And, like, the earlier interview with you did. And you're not, like, entitled to that time on Naboo. He has underlings who can deal with those things. Right. So he's making a negotiate check back. He's not, like, shooting down. He's just saying, like, yes, that sounds, like, reasonable, but that's not something I personally need to attend to. Yep. So what's your negotiate? My negotiate, he'll be facing a red and three purples. And tack on two black dice for sense advantage, which is a force power of sorts. Does he get any other dice related to JT, how she thinks or feels about things? He does say this is a good idea, and JT is idealistic, so I think he does get a blue die for that. Okay. He's not shooting down the idea. It's just, all right, I'm going to flip another point. What's the story point tally here? There's two on your side right now. Spend one, please. Good news. Good news for who? Total is one threat, and he has failed a social check. So he takes two strain for failing. And he has a threat. So he can take another strain. Yes. So that's like the idea he's battening around right now. Okay. I mean, it's not really well thought out. Yeah. Because like, you know, there's 
places that are, like high government officials need to be present at to like be allowed to go in and things like that. Because like I would say like maybe specific places have been mentioned now, and it's clear yeah. that like no, you would not be allowed to tour like the emperor's gardens. Like you know, the emperor's not in residence, but right, like. Right. So I think Chinti, he's almost, she's almost going to check like a leadership check back of like yes, because your time is so precious. That's why you being there will make have so much more of an impact. That is why we need you in your capacity as a moth to not just approve but participate. So I feel like because I'm appealing to his rank and position, this becomes a leadership check. The people of Naboo need you. They need to see you. Like being that leader? Yeah, being that leader. Okay. You're going to get two blue dice related to his fear. Going against his discipline normally. You are going against his discipline. Three reds and a purple. I'm telling you, moths have... That willpower. Lots of skill points, too. Yep. I mean, they are nemeses. And they're moths. Okay. I got two blue dice from that. I have one blue die from forcing this. You can have a blue die from Ursadiel helping you. I think that makes sense from her. Actually, like... how many ranks of leadership do you have? I have one. How many does she have? She's got two. Rather than a blue die, would you prefer the yellow? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Because she would be the one who would be interjecting, like, oh no, to gain access to the gardens, like... That would require a moth level. Yeah. More than just moth level approval. Yes. It requires, like, personal moth. Okay. I will spend the story point on this. I am not, but once again, the story points are all on the side of the corner. Well, chill, you get what you get. <laughs> Look, you gave me chaos level. <laughs> yeah. All right. Three successes, one despair. Three successes means four strain done to him. Four strain? It's one plus the number you roll. Oh, I didn't know that. You count as a social weapon of strain one. <laughs> Should like we've reached his compromise position. You have reached the compromise point. You're at 12, and he's got 16. If you want, like, to totally crush him, you could keep this going. Think about that. But you just rolled a despair. I just rolled a despair, though. So and often things, one can learn one's true goal in a sense. I don't think he learns, I want to stage an intervention, but... He might learn that you are, like, concerned about him personally. I think that would make like, sense. Like, earlier you were talking about him needing to relax more, so I think... He gains that you have a personal concern. I think that's fair. And it's like, is she actually worried about me? You know, Ursa's always telling him, like, he's overworked and he needs to relax more and, like, trying to get him to participate in breathing exercises and things like that. Like, is this stranger also is is this, somehow... What did he call it? Like, a loon at one point or something? <laughs> Look, many people have called her a loon. And generally... You have said it, not me. Even when yeah. it's been in, put into the mouths of my characters. Oh, okay. <laughs> so let's just be clear. <laughs> You're the one who thinks JT is crazy. So I think that that is a good time to compromise, unless you want to keep pushing this. No, I think that is a good time to end the social combat. And like, I think the mob is curious yes. about this. Like this, this could be a risk to him, but this could be interesting. This could also be a flag to him. Like, okay, someone else is saying this. Right. It's like, yes, Ursa is saying this all the time. But like, now that's this... Ursa's job to tell me to relax. Right. But now this other person has this insight. It doesn't seem like it's conspiracy. Yeah. It just seems like this may be something I need to talk with my doctor about. <laughs> talk with your doctor about. So I think that's a good, a good compromise. And you have now achieved the goal of getting them off to, a, to a, agree to, Yeah, to agree to some. Which, for the purposes of this campaign... Is victory. Is victory for your condition. Yep. And so, 
that means that the thread list gets updated, meaning there is one thread left. What were the two moths on about? But it's not public knowledge that he was meeting with this other mafia. Or is that, like, because his schedule had it here? I, I would say, like, news reports were not, like, announcing, like, okay. mobs meet. He was on Corellia. Who knows why he was there. Okay. He could have just been there because that was where he was picking up the crews, you know, after having gone to Coruscant to check in on mobbiness. I don't know. It is definitely not public knowledge. To have his, you know, uh, annual, annual, annual performance review with the Emperor. Re-up his moth certifications. Take some mandatory training. You know, it's <laughs> the Emperor has a whole lot of regulations. It's really, it's awful. So, we are going to close this out here. Now, you have just completed a major threat. Yes. How much experience do you think that threat is worth? I think that threat is worth at least 15 experience. So, we get 15 experience. I think so. And we can spend it before the next scene. I think that's fair. Would oh. you like to spend it on just recovering strain? <laughs> Oh, look, second wind. <laughs> oh, and 15 XP, that's enough for two ranks of something. Tier 1 and Tier 2. That is true. Second wind, second wind. Also, if there's anything you wish to give to Kralani, because I, I don't know how much more roles JT herself will be making. Yeah, I don't imagine like, very many. There could be like just an epilogue type thing going on, but... Uh, we'll say that Kralani gets more forciness, actually. Ooh. listening to Cruise Control, set in a Star Wars universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Star Wars and Genesis role-playing materials. Our players were Dan and Jen, and our GM was the Mythic GM emulator. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. There you can also find our other adventures, including a related story about JT's girlfriend Renzi, our Star Wars Rush Hour trilogy. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you... Stay safe, citizens!